tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, let the beat go. Let the beat go for a little bit. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on? I'm Brandon London. Thank you for watching uh, the recap of Thursday Night Football for the NFL. This is AfterBuzz TV. You can hit me up at Cultured Athlete. It's just me today, but I have some call-in guests. I have a Skype guest. I have Emery Hunt of Football Game Plan. I have Mo Khan of TSN 690 up in Montreal, Canada. Shout out to Canada. What up, Drake? Um, we're going to recap this game, man. This was <sighs> this was a heartbreaker if you're a Detroit friend, a Detroit Detroit fan. This was uh this was a, a well-needed win, a must-win for the Green Bay Packers, and for somehow somehow the football gods answered their prayer tonight. And it just so happens Rodgers to Rodgers. It's crazy. Crazy way to get things going. And uh, what week is this? What week of football is this? Week 13? Week 13 of football. Detroit Lions fall to 4-7. and seven. The Packers go to a, a, a needed 8-4. and four. The NFC, man. I don't know what's going on with the NFC this, this, this season. But we've got all type of storylines going on in the, in the NFC. Dang, I don't know what's going on. Hold on. Let me grab a little water real quick because to be honest, I drank a lot of beer uh, while I was watching this game. Finally, we had a good Thursday night football game, so I may be a little parched at times. But it doesn't matter. So before I call our first guest, um, I think we're going to get Mo, Mo Khan on the line first, TSN 690 uh, radio host, Mo Khan and play-by-play announcer. We're going to get him on the line first because we can't have uh, – a call-in and a Skype guy at the same time. We're going to have Emery Hunt, a football game plan on the Skype that he's going to come later. We're going to get Mo Khan and, and get his thoughts on this game as we call him to get in touch. But right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think about this game. Because remember, Detroit went into Green Bay, what, a couple weeks ago, and, and, and beat them, upset them, beat them up that game. I know they had this game won. I know everyone was thinking this game was uh, was won, was in the bag. They thought Detroit was going to walk away with this. The bookies were ready to collect money. You guys were ready to go pay the bookies. Some of you were going to dodge up out of paying the bookies and get your leg broke by Uncle Polly. But I don't want to go on that rant right now. Um, this was supposed to be a win for the Detroit Lions. I don't know what they're, they're, your playoffs. If you th- Playoffs? Playoffs? No, you're not going to the playoffs, Detroit Lions. But for the uh, Green Bay Packers, I don't know. They they came out. They they were up 17-0. It even got to 20-0. That first quarter, that's what made me start drinking beer because I was like, you know what? This is this is just going to be another Thursday night blowout. Another Thursday night blowout. But I was wrong. 
I was wrong. So let's get in some of the stats. Let's look at some of the stat play of the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't a really. Uh, it wasn't really like a like a like a air it out show tonight. There were some big plays in the in the offense. Um, throwing wise, yes, obviously the, the hell mary on the end of the game was a big play. The running game for both both teams were all right. Detroit's was better, thirteen for sixty seven yards. Um, Matt Stafford ran two times for twenty two yards. That's 89, 89 yards rushing. Anytime you can get close to that 100 mark on the day, that's, you know, that's a plus. That's definitely a plus. Green Bay's running game, it's just, it's non-existent. So they snuck this win out. Do they deserve to go to the playoffs after this game? Yes. Because they snuck this game out like a playoff team does. But the run game, Aaron Rodgers, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline the leading rusher for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. The same guy that you guys, or whoever that guy was who went, who took the social media and wrote the letter to Olivia Munn, his actress girlfriend, and was saying the she was to blame for the bad play of Aaron Rodgers and the bad play of the Green Bay Packers. Hogwash. I say hogwash. As a former athlete, I definitely say hogwash. You know what that is? That's just trying to get retweeted. I mean, it worked. It went viral, so I can't hate on you only. When I have like 4,500 Twitter followers, I can imagine how many you got after, you know, you published that. You went viral, but it's hogwash. And um, used to, I used to play with the Miami Dolphins, the, the New York Giants, and played the last five years in the CFL. So I know that football lifestyle. I know, yeah, I may not be on Aaron Rodgers' level or whatever, but – Come on, you can't come out with stuff like that. But I don't, I don't want to go there just yet. So he led the team in rushing, and obviously, since he's a starting quarterback, he threw 24 for 36, 273 yards, two touchdowns. Now he did have one interception. Those are that's 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 State Farm type numbers right there. You get you get your State Farm commercial with that. I mean, the two TDs, and he obviously threw the game winner after he scrambled between him and Big Ben. Those are two dudes who, who they scramble enough for me. As a wide receiver or former wide receiver, you don't want to play with a running quarterback. You don't want to play with the old Michael Vick um, when he was with the Falcons, the, the one on Madden. When Remember when Madden had those QB visions and they're like this big? All you did was run with Michael Vick because every time you uh, tried to lock on to another receiver, it was so hard to get the QB vision. Remember Peyton Manning was like that big, but Peyton Manning can't run like Michael Vick. That's that's what I'm saying as a receiver. You want to play with a, a quarterback who can who can who's mobile. He's not a running quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback, and that's where the NFL is going these days. You see the way he got he he created the play, created the play. Receivers as a receiver, you don't know if you're coming down with that hail mary ball. We run it in practice in the NFL. Is you you run it Friday. You know, you run that play, you run all the, the last second plays, the little toss back that, that they did prior to that before the, 
the face mask, which we're going to get into the face mask once we get uh, Mo Khan on the line. Um, so, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it goes back to the point where the guy talking about, oh, Olivia uh, Munn is to blame and, and stuff. You see what he's having to do? I'm the leading rusher with 27 yards. He rushed for a touchdown, threw two touchdowns. What more do you want from this guy? He has no receiving core. The Green Bay Packers uh, wide receiver core, where are they? I mean, look, they're, they're professional. I know a lot of you at home, I don't know, the Packers fans or whoever, you guys, oh, they're bums, y'all. Remember, these are NFL receivers we're talking about, so not one of them are, is a bum before we go there. But I see what you're saying. One might not be good as a Des Bryant or whatever, but Des Bryant is a Des Bryant for a reason. So we clear that out. I'll put that out there before people say, oh, you're hating. You're not, you're, you're mad. You're not in the league anymore. You can't play. You're blah, blah, blah. I, I, I know as a receiver, I know how they feel and everything. Um, they're just, they're, they're not getting it done right now. And the Green Bay Packers, I don't know how far they're going to get without, without Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson, since he's out for the year. How far are they going to get with no running game and no real receiver? You're tight end and you're starting running back where your team leaders in receiving. The Rodgers, the, the tight end had eight for 146 and a touchdown. He's the man right now. The tight end. Now the second leading receiver was Starks, the running back. Five catches, 45 yards. Five catches. We're giving the run. We're throwing the running back the ball five times. Uh, he he caught five. So let's say they probably threw him seven. That was a guesstimation, just by you know completion percentage to a certain individual player. Hey Brandon. Yep. We actually we've had we have Mo on the line. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> My bad. Sorry about that. that See, I, I get to rambling sometimes. You see, hey, we actually have it in line. Right, ladies and gentlemen, Canada, what's up? Canada's in the building. My good friend, Mo Khan. He's uh, TSN 690 radio up there in Canada. That's like the ESPN in Canada. He's a, he's a radio host up there. He's had me on his show a couple times. I appreciate it. Did an internship up there while I was playing up in Montreal. And he also does game by game. Mo Khan, what's up, my man? How you doing? What is going on, Brandon London? How you been in LA, my friend? Okay, man, I'm I'm doing all right, but I see you hit him with the Barry the Barry White voice, man. I see you, <laughs> ladies in LA. You heard that voice? The boy's smooth, <laughs> man. He's smooth. Mo Khan, <laughs> man. What's what's going on? You're in East Coast time, my friend. Yeah, man. I'm I'm on this West Coast time, man. I might even go surfing <laughs> after this or something. <laughs> so Mo Khan, man, what you what you think of the game, man? Well. You can look at it from multiple facets here, Brandon. First and foremost, fantasy football for those seasons uh, that have been saved by the Rockets. Hail Mary touchdown. Oh, okay. You look at that perspective. You're right. Uh, You're right. You look at it from a different perspective that Green Bay saved their season uh, with this Hail Mary touchdown pass. Yeah. And then finally, you look at it from the Lions' perspective that Jim Codwell's fate may have been sealed by this Hail Mary touchdown because, again, you look at the momentum Detroit had generated the last couple of weeks here. And the way they ended this game here, where they're up 29, as you made the point before, and they lose in this fashion, uh, definitely demoralizing on multiple facets for the Lions and for the Lions fan base who are going to ask themselves, are we jinxed forever with what we've gone through as a franchise the last 50 years? And with everything you just said right now, the one point that hit me the hardest was when you said, is Jim Codwell's fate 
sealed off of that one play. And this is this is where I'm going there because my father, university or former University of Virginia head coach Mike London, he just was fired. Uh, well, resigned this past Sunday um, um, after his time there, after six seasons there. And it's like for Jim Caldwell, I know we called the right play. It's a Hail Mary situation. We went over this Hail Mary situation a million times. A million times. DNs, you rush the quarterback, keep him in the pocket, don't let him extend the play. Uh, uh, DBs, uh, you got to go up for the ball at the highest point, bat the ball down, don't let anyone catch it. If you got to take the PI, take the PI, you know what I'm saying? Like in a situation like that. And and they still that cause that seals the fate as a coach. And like you said, that really sums up the Detroit Lions, you know. And that's crazy, man. It, it really is, Brandon. And when you think about how this game unfolded in the second half with Detroit pointing up and the opening drive of the third quarter for Detroit, they're on a five minute drive now. They can't convert on third and eight, and they're kicking field goal, goal to go up by twenty points here. Uh, they could have gone up by even the bigger score, and who knows what could have happened at yeah. that point. But I just thought they fatigued in the fourth quarter, allowed Green Bay to make fourth down conversions, allowed A-Rod to be what he does best, improvise in the pocket, buy himself time to find his guys on the football yeah. field. And quite frankly, when you think about it, Brandon, from the start to finish here, it was two different halves, and at the end of the day, Green Bay got the big W, and now they focus for Dallas next Sunday. Focus for Dallas. I mean, that, that's as a player... That's one of those. We, we, I'm going to the club tonight. As soon as we fly back to Green Bay, I'm, I'm going to the club. I'm, I'm I'm out there. What clubs are? I don't know what's popping in Green Bay. Where, where's there to go on a Thursday night? You know, you put your you, you get your girl, your little Netflix and chill girl. You bring her out to a bar or something. She's got Uggs on up there in Green Bay or whatever. I don't know how they rock up there, but as a player to win that game, a must win game like that. And it's Thursday. You have ten days before you play another game. I'm gonna go get it in that night. One of those type games, unbelievable. <laughs> but and I, I, I made a point earlier about Green Bay going forward because I'm I'm you, I don't know if you heard me talking about the the Livia Munn haters who are saying that she's yeah. to blame for the Packers and such. She's really not to blame, man. Look, I look at the receiving core that Randall Cobb had four catches, twenty nine yards. The Adams kid. Uh, four catches, twenty-one yards. James Jones, one for nineteen. What, like, how do you how do you go forward? How do you consider yourself uh, uh, a team that's going to win the division and win some playoff games to get at least to the Super Bowl? Well, not only that, though, Brandon. You look at Green Bay's O line coming into the game; they're missing three of their starters, and then Bakhtiari goes down for a portion of the, of the second half. Yeah. So theoretically, you're missing four fifths of your starting O line. Yeah. So for them to do what they did with with pretty much backups on the football field to win like they did, it's remarkable. But the thing is, though, Brian, their depth has been tested since preseason when Jordan Nelson went down with yeah, ending ACL injury. Yeah, man. And they suffered injuries on both sides of the football here. It's remarkable they're at that point where they're eight and four with four games to go. But let's not forget those next four games. They'll play a very tenacious Cowboy team and improved Oakland Raider football team on the road. Then they go to Arizona on the road, home to Minnesota, <sighs> which could very well be for the division title yeah, and man. a potential three, if not two, seed in the playoff for our rankings when it's all said and done. I don't know what to expect, man. I really don't know what to expect in the NFC. But we can all as well agree that the Lions' fate. Now guys are playing for jobs and such for next year, right? 
Well, not only that, though, uh, Brandon, you look at a guy like Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is going to make about $20 plus million next year. Mm. Matt Stafford is going to make somewhere close to $20 million next year. No, those no. are high price tags yeah, for those no. two players to occupy your salary cap. Yep. And you wonder if Calvin Johnson is playing his last games at the Detroit line and they move away from him because, again, they didn't re-up with Dominican Sue or Nick Ferry last offseason. And you wonder now moving ahead here if they want to get a clean break from the past Lions and start anew with a new receiving core to work with because those two guys command a lot of money and you can't have that on your salary cap. Where today, cheaper commodity that can produce at a high level is much more valuable than a guy who's making a lot of money and now in his late 20s and more or less not the best receiver in the NFL like he was two, three years ago. Look, man, if you're talking about getting rid of Calvin Johnson over Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford is not worth a hundred something, a hundred plus million dollars. So I, if I'm the Lions, I'm getting rid of Matt Stafford over Calvin Johnson if I have to. But here's here's a sleeper, and this is me. Golden Tate's going to the Patriots. Everyone's trying to link Calvin Johnson to the Patriots. I bet you Golden Tate goes to the Patriots. Watch, that's my random it, it, fact. It, it could happen, right? But again, it, it goes happen. back to the theory though with, with the salary cap, what it is right now. Yeah, are you going to keep a franchise quarterback who stole his prime? Who's put up some decent numbers uh, the last couple years, albeit though uh, has not played well, or you can keep a, a receiver like Calvin Johnson, who's been banged up the last couple of years, and now is going to be 30 years old come next season at the cap hit that he'll have. So, again, it comes out to economics here. I think for the Ford family, they want to see this team become competitive and give Detroit fans something to cheer for. Otherwise, you might see more bluebirds when the Matt Nunn era was the darkest time for football in Detroit and for a lot of fans across the world. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate the insight, Mo Khan. Mo Khan, tell the no people where they man. can find you at, man. Give a shout-out to Canada up there in Montreal for me, man. Where, where can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter, at MoCon19. I'm not on the IG yet, though, Brandon. No IG? But, uh, I, I will not on that yet, but I will eventually get on that sooner or later, here, my friend. You but still... We miss you. We miss you down. I know you're down in L.A. getting the suntans and whatnot, but we miss you up here in Montreal. Yeah, man. We'll see you again I'm, sooner or later up here. I'm going to try and get up there um, soon. It probably won't be to like, the springtime when it warms up a little bit, but you know, tell, tell Matt Ross I said what's up. Um, I will. Tell tell PK I said what's up, my favorite uh, Montreal Canadiens player. I'll tell you this though, there's some clubs man open up in Montreal. You have to come check out, my friend. They, so I heard. The game. Let's put it that way. And I saw how Kylie Jenner or Kendall Jenner had their birthday party in Montreal. I was like, dang. Yeah, DJ Wuki was up here. Everyone was oh, up here man. for that party. See, it, it, and Drogba <laughs> goes. Drogba goes to Montreal. All that happens when I leave, man. You guys celebrate my <laughs> departure. Hey, but appreciate well, you coming on, Mo Khan, man. I'll holler hey, at you, man. man. We'll speak to you. All right? Have a great weekend. All right, take it easy, man. That was Mo Khan of TSN 690 up in Montreal. Really good friend of mine. Um, covers Montreal, Alouette, CFL, fo- uh, football, basketball, everything, all sports up there up in Canada. Um, we're going to get Emery, Henry, Henry, Emery Hunt on the line. I'm sitting here reading, like, reading something while I'm talking. It's crazy. We're going to get him on the Skype. He's going to come in and be my... Uh, my guest, we're going to talk the rest of this game. Where do the Packers go from here? What about the Detroit Lions? Kind of like me and Mo Khan were talking about, do you get rid of the Matthew Stafford or do you get rid of Calvin Johnson? My theory about Golden Tate going to the New England Patriots, it's just a theory, but come on. that sounds Golden Tate is the best. I have this written down right here, I promise you, because I was – I was, like I said, I was a little buzzed from some beer earlier, and I didn't know what I was going to remember and what I wasn't. 
Um, Golden Tate is the best technical, technically number two receiver in the NFL, hands down. I mean, you have Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, Golden Golden Tate, and he's not even he's not even considered a number two to me. Golden Tate is the number one receiver. Eight catches, sixty three yards. I know that's not. There's there's nothing huge about that. Eight catches, 63 yards. It wasn't anything crazy. But look at what he does for Matt Stafford. He's a, he's an outlet for Matt Stafford. Uh, it was one point where he was up to, what, 22, 24 catches in the last two, three games. I'm getting the rock. So do you let Calvin Johnson go? Oh, shoot. They're going to end it right there. Oh, man. I'm, I'm off today, ladies and gentlemen. See? That's why you don't drink beer before you uh before you come on TV, man. There's the TVs right there. Emery Hunt, what's going on, my man? What's going on, Brandon? How oh you doing? man, just as you can see, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm gonna make sure I don't drive. You know, before I go home, take an Uber or something because I'm obviously uh I don't know what's going on right now. But what did you what did you think of the game, man? What what's 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 your thoughts on it? You know. When you look at just look at the stats as a whole, it, you see how um, everything was geared toward Detroit winning that ball game. Yeah, oh, and it's, it's amazing that at that at the last last play they were able to uh, catch that hell Mary. As a as a Detroit fan, if you could if you could write a letter to the Detroit Lions. If you're like a Detroit fan or whatever, like, what, what would you say right now? Is there a curse? Is it the quarterback? Is it the coaching? Like, what, what is going on? They shouldn't be a four and seventeen. This four and seventeen. What is? Why are they a four and seventeen? Yeah, that's very tough to say, man. Because you look on that roster, offensively and defensively, there's a ton of talent. And if I were writing a, a letter to the fans, I would just say, you know what? Um, Change gonna come. <laughs> I heard you talking earlier about whether or not you get rid of Calvin Johnson or you get rid of Matt Stafford. It's, I Matt, agree it's with Matt, you. Stafford. It's Matt Stafford. It's Matt Stafford Matt because Stafford. Um, a lot of people don't understand the quarterback controls everything. Everything. Yes. You know, they handle the football every play. And he, although he played well today, over the course of his career, he has been the reason why they've been madly inconsistent. Yeah. You know? And so you can't deal with that. You don't get rid of threats i.e. Calvin Johnson, where you can get a guy that can just be, you know, competent and decent at quarterback and do just as fine. Um, so I think with the amount they're paying him, you have to look at Matt Stafford as a guy they would have to probably move if they have to move one or the other. But they're saying Calvin Johnson's not who he used to be. They're saying um, – this is our franchise quarterback. We paid him a hundred something mil, a hundred plus million dollars for C plus play. Maybe B, maybe B minus if we scale it. Like a lot of teachers had to scale my grade or whatever. Um, maybe B minus C plus. You know, C plus talent for a hundred million dollars. You could free up some space by letting Matt Stafford go. Does Jim Caldwell come back? As head coach, I think he does. You look at last year; they went to the playoffs. This year, they had some injuries uh, early on. Every team um, has injuries, man. Every right, every right. team has injuries. I I think that you know the one thing, and I'm gonna speak from the running back perspective because 
I think you have to have some type of running game. They do have the right personnel yeah. uh, on the roster. I like Amir Abdullah. I mean, he sacrificed Morgan Burnett's ankles early in the ball game. Yeah. And he's still out there on the field. But, yeah. you know, I do think that they have to find a way to get balanced. That's how you help out a quarterback that will cost you a game in the end. You see it down in Miami. Um, they're not having success because they put too much faith in a guy that's mediocre in Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Um, but I just think for, for Detroit, they got to, it's tough to say because there's talent at receiver. There's talent at tight end. They've drafted along the offensive line. They got good talent in the backfield. I got a hundred million dollar quarterback. Boom, man. That's what's holding up progress. Cause again, I, I look at teams when they throw a lot of money at, let's say a quarterback like that. Yep. Um, that tells me you don't trust your ability to go out and draft. You know this well as anybody. There's tons of guys out there that can go out there and play competent quarterback. You can look in the CFL and pull out maybe six or seven guys that can start right now for Detroit and be just as fine. You know, there's, so there's nine teams in the CFL. There's not six <laughs> quarterbacks that can go down and start for the Detroit Lions. Hey, I'm just saying. There's more than you have to trust your ability to go out there and find a guy. And and I think that uh, Matt Stafford is the only player you can ever uh, find to play quarterback because he's halfway decent. You well, know? You, and it's not like you can draft high. If you draft, that means you're starting all over. Maybe you make a trade. Maybe you do something where you can bring in the aging Philip Rivers. Nah, that's that's too far fetched. <laughs> I went far fetched with that too. Yeah, I'm tripping, but. I, if, and it goes back to the point where you said you were naming all the weapons on the offense line, defense line, blah, blah, uh, on the receivers, all that. So you're saying the groceries are there. So what basically you're saying you're blaming it on the chef. So you're saying Caldwell's got to go then. Well, Caldwell did, did shake up his kitchen, you know, getting rid of the they offensive the coordinator. Up. The, prep, he, the prep people. Prep people, right. He, he got rid of the line cook and everything, you know. So <laughs> he, got, he made some moves. So we'll see. I, I, and you know what? Caldwell is a guy that has proven that he can get it done. He brought the Indianapolis Colts to the Super Bowl. He brought Detroit to the playoffs last year. Yeah. He had them rolling uh, up until this game. I mean, they played well in this game. He yeah, just man. couldn't find the football in the last, last play, play and knock it down. And that's the thing because the fact that you lost, it takes away from all the good that we had written down in our notes about Detroit. It would have been a, a different tune had they won, Matthew Stafford played a good game, didn't throw a pick. Uh, uh, Golden Tate stepped up, eight catches, 63 yards, not anything crazy, but they moved the ball. One more thing about Matthew Stafford, and like I'm not hating on him. One more, There was a deep ball to Calvin Johnson towards the end of the game. It was like three minutes left or something. You got you got to hit that. $100, million, 100 plus million dollars, you got to drop that in the bucket. You and have to right. drop that in the bucket. And see, that that's the part I was having this debate, I want to say yesterday on Twitter, with the quarterback wins. Some people think that's not a real stat. I think it is. And some people will look and say, well, how can you say Matt Stafford lost lost his game tonight because of the Hail Mary that Aaron Rodgers completed? Well, well to your point, look at that pass. That's the throw so he was supposed to hit. Yep, you got to hit that's that. That's right there. Yep. You beat that throw. We're not even having this yep. discussion about a Hail Mary. So yep. that's the difference. The quarterback is so important because, again, like we talked about earlier, he, hands the, he handles the football every play. And here's the thing, because I know I don't know who's up on Twitter and who's listening or who's going to comment on that statement we just made. I know people will be like, oh, there was pressure in his face. You know, he couldn't, st- you know, he couldn't get, be accurate enough on that throw. Tom Brady makes that throw. 
Um, Phillip Rivers makes that throw. Drew Brees makes that throw. Drew Brees, Tony Romo. At at the end of a game like that, Tony, uh, healthy Tony Romo. I'm talking uh, uh, healthy hypotheticals right now. Healthy, healthy hypotheticals. Say that fifty times. No, Russell Wilson doesn't make that throw. You don't think so? Russell Wilson doesn't. That deep ball accuracy like that. Russell Wilson doesn't make that throw. Colin Kaepernick. No, you definitely don't make that throw. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer puts it. In the vicinity for his receiver <laughs> to make that to make that play, man. That dude, John, the, the, those the Cardinals receivers. That's a whole another story. But we're, the quarterbacks here, M- Mariota, nah, not yet. Roethlisberger, yeah, you make that throw. Roethlisberger makes that throw. Joe Flacco, I don't know. If, you know, I'm, I'm naming quarterbacks because it's like where does Matthew Stafford sit? Matt Ryan, he doesn't make that throw. Not in that situation. He gets sacked. He gets he gets or maybe even throw a pick. <laughs> but it, it just goes to show we're giving this guy a hundred million dollars. Are we satisfied with this one hundred plus million dollars? Do we just do we take that L? Do we just all right? You know, it's like you take a, you take a chick out, beautiful chick. Oh, you you know you married and stuff like that. Put, this is more of a me hypothetical. Um, you take a beautiful <laughs> chick out, you go out nice. Nice restaurant, spending the lobster, nice bottle of a '67 Pinot Grigio or some something like that. No, I purposely didn't say that right for right, right, anyone. Right, right. All right, you just just got to put it out there. Um, and then you know you you don't even get to kiss her or nothing that night. You know what I'm saying? I gave you, we, I spent all this. I I don't even get a kiss. You know, like what's what, what's up? That's what that Lions relationship is like with Matthew Stafford right now. That's what I feel like. Maybe a kiss. But it's like the date, you know, where this this date was a whack date. Maybe that's a bad hypothetical, but that's well, I, just where I, I, I am with that. I kind of feel where you're driving to. Yeah. You know, they're kind of he's yeah. kind of stringing these guys along, um, and they're waiting for that one moment to be like, "Aha! See, that's why we that's gave why we that. gave him." Yeah, they're waiting. Every Detroit fan is waiting for that. Um, I'm kind of waiting for it because I, I mean, I'm not like a hater. I just I love competition as a receiver. If I'm Calvin Johnson, I want and I don't want to keep going back to that one play because he made good plays throughout the game. But that right there, that play was the showstopper. And if I'm Calvin Johnson, I'm only I only have three catches, what three catches, forty four yards. I have a touchdown. You threw me the fade ball on the twenty yard line, the red zone fade ball. But right there, that's my other touchdown. If I'm not gonna hit them for eight catches, hundred and sixty seven yards and a touchdown, I need that. That last one to make my catch total four catches for what was that about a forty yard bomb? That's four catches, eighty something yards, two touchdowns. Now that makes that doesn't make me look old. That doesn't make me look washed out. I'm playing with a quarterback who can get who who can put the ball in the vicinity. I'm six five. Do you remember the numbers when he came out? His his measurements and his speed, agility when he came out, and the plays he's been making, going up, getting balls, making plays, making catches. At least give me the opportunity to make to do my job. Now, you're, just, you're right. They, at worst, that could have been a big gain and not just a touchdown. You but, know, at worst, it's a big gain and you still run out more clock. Yeah, yeah. And that that comes down to these teams. That's a four and four and eight team type play. That's a four and eight team or uh, are they? Yeah, four and eight, right? Four and eight. Yeah, four and eight. See, 
Man, so let's go through these predictions, man, for next week, for the week that's coming up. Uh, we got these Sunday games. This is a lot of good Sunday games, man. Um, first coming up, Houston versus Buffalo. Man, Houston is resurging, man, and Buffalo seems to be, you know, teetering toward mediocrity. It's going to be a tough game. I, I trust the quarterback in Buffalo more so than Houston, although their defense is going to be tough. I look for a, a low-scoring game, but I like the Bills. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you trust Tyrod Taylor? Because of his ability to make plays with his legs. I, I just can't trust Brian Hoyer uh, because he tends to sack himself, and he'll have those bouts of inconsistencies where he'll throw an errant pass, and Buffalo secondary, I think, can make plays. I, put- I just can't trust him. Uh, they'll run the ball. They'll play good defense, just like Buffalo will. But if it comes out to who can make plays throwing the ball, and although they have a good receiver, um, the Bills have two other good receivers, I believe. And, and I just think passing game, you have to side with Buffalo. I put Tyrod Taylor in the same category as Matthew Stafford, man. Mm-hmm. They're the same quarterback. The same Madden rating to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that, well, this game does matter because the Bears are playing some good football, San Francisco at Chicago. I go with Chicago. I think they need it. It's now taking over where Detroit is. You know, they're they're trying to make that late uh, playoff push. And uh, even though the last time I was on here, we talked about uh, Blaine Gabbard and how they were going to get blown out in the game. They ended up winning, although he didn't play well. Yeah, they still won. Decently average, uh, you know, maybe even below average. But I think Chicago has new life, and I think they win this game. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Who? Rivalry. Right, so everything logic-wise, it gets thrown out the window. So um, this one will come down to who can uh, make plays offensively, and I I just can't trust Cleveland. Although they played a great game uh, Sunday night, I'm sorry, Monday night against Baltimore, I like I like the Bengals. With Cleveland, I just don't care anymore. That was I'm sorry, this is the team I was rooting for this this season. That was going to be my underdog sleeper team this year. Money Manziel. If you're not going to play Manziel and you're going to lose, I'm sorry. Like, we have no relationship. I'm not going to at you on Twitter. I'm going to just write Browns. I'm not going <laughs> to at Browns. I'm just going to write Browns. Baltimore at Miami. I like I like Baltimore. I thought they showed some heart um, last, last Monday versus uh, the Browns. I just can't trust Matt Schaub, though. I mean, with these pick sixes, <sighs> that's... Throwing intercepts are bad enough, but when you when all your picks go back for touchdowns, <laughs> detriment, man. You're a liability, you know. So, but I still think they'll cause enough trouble defensively because on the other side you have Ryan Tannehill, who's just as scary. So I, I like Baltimore. They're below Tyrod Taylor and Matt Stafford to me. Um, <laughs> Cincinnati at Minnesota. There goes a the game. Well, I mean, this could be a, a playoff matchup. That's a beer drinker right there. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I think this one would be very tight, man. I think Seattle's offense is starting to figure things out. Minnesota's defense um, is is real tough. I, I like I like Seattle. I have to roll with Seattle. Uh oh, here goes the 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 Mets versus the Yankees, the New York Jets versus the New York Giants. Hey, yep, I mean you put. Funny part is if you take Eli Manning and put him on the Jets, I think the Jets would be. Eight and three right now. You take Ryan Fitzpatrick and put him on the Giants, they'd be the Jets right now. So, with that said, I like the Giants. I think, despite all their injuries and, and things like, like that, I do think they have more than enough talent to knock off New York. And I just can't trust Fitzpatrick throwing the football on a consistent basis. 
You know what's funny? Like, you just gave a great uh, breakdown for that game, but I'm thinking since the Jets are away, do they still get per diem? Yeah, right. That's the first thing that right. popped up in my head that since they share a stadium. Is that the athlete in me? Is that the former player in me? Because do they let them stay at home or do they have to stay in the team hotel that night? I'm like, dude, oh, man, I wonder it's if they get per hotel, diem. The same hotel as the Giants. Though. Man, I That's missed that a- per diem, man. I missed that per diem. Arizona at St. Louis. I like I like uh, Arizona. Um, people talk that trash before about Larry Fitzgerald being old and washed up, and all he's doing is having a resurgent season. He yeah. had one last year, yeah. so it's yeah. funny how a, a good quarterback can make you look right. And this um, dude Brown is balling, y'all. Exactly. He's, so he's I think balling right now. It, they're getting everybody involved, so I think they're they're going to give St. Louis. You know, a tough day, especially since St. Louis still can't figure out the quarterback situation. You know, it's the common theme with a lot of these these games, right? <sighs> Atlanta at Tampa Bay. I like famous Jameis. I think you know, Ooh, we got a name for him. Famous Jameis, and that defense, I think, will get after Matt Ryan, who flat who flinches when he sees or thinks he sees pressure. I like Tampa Bay. He's so he's so disappointing right now. It's crazy. Um, Jacksonville at at Tennessee is. Yeah. Subject to blackout. <laughs> well, Jacksonville has played some good defense, but again, um, I think Tennessee is is very good for a young team starting a rookie quarterback. I think they'll win this game as well. Kansas City at Oakland. This is a good one too, man. This may determine man. that last wild card spot in the AFC, I believe, because um, Kansas City is is rowing what they're six and five. Oakland, young upstart. You know, kind of fell back a little bit, but they still are a very dangerous team. I like the Raiders. Man, the, the Raiders have disappointed me. They've just I, – I, I want to – man, I want to root for this team. That's Cleveland and the Oakland Raiders were going to be my little – like, okay, let's see what they do. You know, I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet 100 on them. Maybe I bet – you know, I put like 15, see what it gets me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of those type teams. And they just stay – they haven't been doing it, man. Recently, they just haven't been doing it for me. Uh, Kansas City, I kind of want to see them. I kind of want to see that momentum keep going. Denver, San Diego. I, I like Denver. Um, I thought San, San Diego actually was my preseason pick for the Super Bowl. But what? Honestly, yeah, I thought San Diego finally getting that Ooh. running back in place. But Gordon hasn't produced this year. And they've had uh, so many injuries up front. You know, that that's like... That's tough when you have a guy that's not going to be as mobile back there at quarterback. I think Denver wins this one in a close one. That Super Bowl prediction is like putting 15 down and hope, and then if you strike on that, you get like 50 thou on the cash out. <laughs> that's what that San Diego. San Diego. Dude, the Charger. Philadelphia at New England. Oh, tough game for Philly, man. After getting blasted a couple weeks ago by – uh, Tampa Bay, and he got punched in the mouth at home against, um, I forgot who they played last week, but they lost. Uh, so I like New England. Ah, this next one. Don't sleep on this next one. Carolina at New Orleans. Hey, you know, hey, as, uh, a, as hold a on, Saints hold fan. on. Yeah, I, I know. Okay, so you are a Saints fan. All right, go ahead, go ahead, keep going. But the, I do, I am, I am a realist and I am an analyst. The Saints gonna get blasted in this ball game. What? So I like Carolina to move on. For real? So, uh, oh yeah. The Saints I thought you were gonna say like this was gonna be the upset. No, nah. no, that's not the upset yet. All right, all right, all right. The Sunday night game, Indiana at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you gotta upset. win this game, Pittsburgh. 
this is the upset, I believe. I think Matt Hasselbeck has found that fountain of youth. I think they knock off the Steelers. I think he has. This is what we were talking about earlier. You don't have to be dynamic. Just don't have to be a scary quarterback and just don't make a mistake. And that's exactly what Matt Hasselbeck is doing. Matt Hasselbeck's going to the Detroit Lions next year. (laughs) Now the Monday night game, last but not least, America's team. I don't know why they call them that. The Cowboys versus the Redskins. One of the oldest rivalries in the in the most famous rivalries in the NFL. Dallas goes to Washington. What's your thoughts on this one? And I'll be at this game as well, covering this game. Okay. So okay. Get looking to get down there. Um, it'd be a late night for me, but I do think Washington wins. I I just can't uh. trust. If I'm Dallas, if it were me, I would start Kellen Moore at quarterback. I've seen the 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 unnecessary. Matt Castle show. I've seen that play out. Start Kellen Moore. If they start Kellen Moore, they win this game. Since they won't, I'm going with Washington. Man, I'm from Virginia, and I don't even root for the Redskins. I want <laughs> Dallas to win, but I don't. You don't. You don't put money down on backup, backup, backup quarterbacks. You don't put money. <laughs> Did you at least? Were you at least in mini camp with these guys? Did you at least work out? Were you in OTAs with these guys? If you go to a quarterback who wasn't there for none of that. And, but he doesn't have a well-known name. It isn't like a Brett Favre coming out of retirement or something. Nah, you don't bet on that. I'm going to just go ahead and go with Kirk Cousins on this. You like that? You like that? <laughs> well played. After Buzz TV, you like that? That's Emory Hunt right there. And go ahead and tell, tell the people they can find you out on social media, man. They can find me on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. And we are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Vine under the same handle, Football Game Plan. And you said you're going to the the Dallas Washington game. You doing what, what are you doing down there? Just your, your regular uh, scouting uh, reporting, like we like we did back at Stony Brook. Yeah. Um, yep. But this Saturday, I will be calling the state championship game in Delaware. So I'll be calling both of those high school state championship games. I'll be doing a play by play. I mean, not play by play, but color color com- commentary. You you working, man? Hey, that's man, what that's I'm, what it's right. about, man. Get my Chris Collins word on. Ah, I feel it, man. Hey, After Buzz, I want to thank you guys for watching. Uh, That was Emory Hunt football game plan. I'm Brandon London. Where's that wrap-up music? Can we get that wrap-up music? I'm going to do my dance to the wrap-up music. Uh Uh-oh. Here it goes. Here it goes. Make sure you guys check me out on social media at Twitter or on Twitter at CulturedAthlete, BrandonLondonTV.com. Thanks for watching the Thursday Night Football Recap on AfterBuzz TV. Check out all the other shows, the Smackdowns, the Vampire Diaries. There's a whole bunch of cool shows, cool after shows. Derek Hagan wasn't here today. He's still on holiday vacation. Must be nice to have 11 years in the NFL. You can take extended Thanksgiving vacations. Once again, I'm Brandon London. Thank you guys for watching. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.